Good morning. I'm Brayden. I'm downtown Logan Brown. And this is the Pickleball Effect Podcast. Nailed it. Logan, how are we doing? Feeling good, my friend. Got to play pickleball this weekend. It's Sunday. We're normally recording on a Thursday, so that's fun and exciting. Got to yeah, watch the it entire up. weekend of pro pickleball, and now we get to talk about it. That's yeah, different. yeah. We're relevant now. We're relevant. That's right. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Glad you got some pickle in. Uh, I haven't played as much lately. I've, I've actually been. I'm. I'm just finishing up getting over being sick. Someone in my family has been sick for the last couple of weeks, and when that happens, we end up uh, sleeping like the family and the crudes. How they have the sleep pile. Yeah. Everyone's just on top of each other doesn't work out. So, uh, but we're, I'm at the end of it. I'm going to just mainly like kid sickness, like go to school, a bunch of stuffy noses and sneezing. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think they got it from some cousins and then they'll wake up in the middle of the night. Then they end up in our bed and then we all just get tangled up in there and it's just a mess. King size beds get real small after kids join, we, right? We have a queen. We don't have a king. Oh no. <laughs> but uh, even if we had a king, I've seen those memes or it's like, Oh, we bought a king. So it'd be bigger than like, the edge of the kids, bed. Like right on top yet so it doesn't yeah. even matter but yeah. uh next week i'll be feeling better a little tired but uh where i'm here i'm doing it we're we're potting how much pickleball so for for the folks out there who are listening they all play pickleball when you say you don't you're not playing as much what is the regular cadence for you are you like four or five days a week oh no no i, I could never pull that off i i think on an average week it's two to four times yeah either either a drill session or playing um that's that's about all what I could maintain. I mean, I, I would probably play more uh, if I could, but I, with the current situation, that's what I do. How, how do you have it set up? Yeah, we're, we try to stay kind of regimented and mainly just because uh, my job is, I don't know, fairly demanding, but it's just like we're trying to make sure we're on a schedule of sorts. So normally I play pickleball on Tuesdays. I do date night like with the wife. Same group every Tuesday. I'm just kind of have a set time. I kind of just show up at the public courts. I do have oh, a group. Do like I, I do have multiple text stuff. groups, but yeah, I just show up at the public courts and whoever's there roll. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then the wife and I, w- once we put the the baby down Wednesday nights, we like put our phones away and we just like cook, cook a meal together and spend nice. time. Good for you. And then Thursday was the podcast night. Uh, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But so I'll play on Tuesday, and then what I try to do. If it's a good week, I'll play on uh, like now, like I try to do something else in the middle of the week. Like maybe I'll play on Friday night or maybe Thursday night now. And then I always try to go out once on the weekends. So like I went yesterday, Saturday morning. Nice. Yeah. That's that's, so two to three days at, at best. I'll usually get a couple of sessions on the weekend just because it's easier. And then yeah. maybe one or, once or twice. Sometimes I, I got a couple of uh, buddies I drill with like pretty regularly. We'll drill in the mornings sometimes. So it's nice to get that in while it's cooler. Yeah, it's been brutal. It's been brutal on the on the heat lately. Well, cool, man. Yeah, tell uh so we're we're recording on Sunday. We're we're stepping up our game. We're gonna start publishing on Tuesdays now so that we can be a little more relevant talking about some of the pro stuff going on and the some of the the headlines there. Uh but we're also just gonna segment and structure, you know, how we go about different topics better each week. So uh this was your idea. Uh tell us how that's gonna go. All right. So I'm very excited about this. We'll see how it turns out. I'm like, I'm not like a huge like radio nerd or buff of like Howard Stern or any of that, but I love shows like Pardon the Interruption. I like things where 
there's segments and you draw me into a topic and then you you kind of like move quickly through uh, your your entire like show, right? And this is our show. So I, I came up with a handful of, of segments for us and we will kick those segments off with some fun bumpers. So if you're watching, hopefully you're watching versus listening. I think it'll be a lot more fun watching, but we'll try to move through sections and topics around pickleball using fun segments uh, to kind of give it, give it some more flavor. Yeah. Love it, dude. You're uh, Lo- Logan's his, his mind is, is on the podcast all the time. We're going to make a really good product. I'm super happy uh, to be doing this with you, Logan. You're he's always pitching me ideas and stuff. And this one, this was a good one. I really like this. I think it's going to be good for, for the audience, but yeah, Logan, appreciate you, man. I think uh, we're, we're going to create a good product. We're going to create a good pod. Maybe yep. even pickleballers that or even maybe even people who don't play pickleball are going to listen. Like that's how, that's how good we're going to get this. That'd people be cool, right? People don't know what's coming. I mean, I'm thinking we might get syndicated by like ESPN radio. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Uh, no, but I mean, I think, I think with this idea too, like to give people context, there are a decent amount of pickleball podcasts out there. We are not pros and a lot of these other ones do have pros. And I think if, uh, if we can execute on making the podcast fun and entertaining, more fun and entertaining than the others, then none of that will matter. And we'll be able to, uh, we'll be able to keep people into yeah, we'll, the pickleball effect podcast. Yeah. Keep them entertained. We, we got, we got some stuff to offer. Don't discount us, Logan. We, we, we got things to offer. 3.5 at best, baby. <laughs> Listen here. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what paddles matter. <laughs> Which is our first segment here. Paddle Speaking babble. of paddles, <laughs> paddle babble. Hey man, will this thing make me a four zero? Well, of course we have a paddle paddle segment. All right, so this week, so last week I mentioned that the Diadem Warrior Edge was going to get announced and uh, it was going to be released here in the next you know couple of weeks. So uh, Diadem, like they do, uh, was getting everyone hyped up. Dumped in a bunch of videos. They revealed the specs. For the edge, I didn't know what the specs were. Uh, I had talked to them; uh, they got me really excited about it. And then when they released uh, what the paddle actually was, I was, I was actually I was a little let down. Um, I haven't hit it yet. I just got it in the mail. I think the day before last, so I have it here. It's Ooh. it's really sexy. It's a good looking paddle. I'll give it that. Uh, but they didn't they didn't do a lot to it. So the the original that they released last year had you know. It was kind of their response to the raw carbon fiber when, uh, when those were flooded in the market, and you know th- they put like a little different edge guard on it and called called it the edge. Uh, what wasn't? It was a good paddle. It came in at a good price point at one seventy five at the time. That was kind of beating uh, all the other available raw carbons out there. Uh, it was a little lighter, which was nice. Uh, anyways, it, it sold pretty well. A lot of people still play with it. It's a great paddle. Um, but uh, now with th- with this release, uh, it's. It's almost the exact same paddle. Uh, the only thing they changed is the the facing material and the the peel ply or like the roughness to it. So yeah. they're they're calling it uh, 18k carbon fiber, or I guess they're using 18k carbon fiber, which is you know I read up a little bit on it. It's just a stiffer carbon fiber. It's more filaments, um, which may change it a little bit, but I don't imagine it being like you know a night and day difference from what they were using before. And then they're using. Uh, a little bit of different grit. So normally when you add the grit on a paddle, it's, they use like a unidirectional peel ply. So it's, oops, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll show you kind of see those one. lines. If you look at it a certain way, yeah, you so like see this them. one, you can see like the, the lines going up. 
Um, so instead of doing that, they have it like, like a cross weave, supposedly it's going to help give it more spin in different scenarios. Uh, I haven't hit it yet. I need to go test it, but the, the specs were a little underwhelming. I was a little bummed with, with what they, what they brought out. I thought at the very minimum, at least give us foam injection, which they didn't. Um, hmm. I, I was expecting maybe a thermoform, but they didn't do that. I think they've hinted that they're going to do that in the future with like a power version of the edge. Uh, but that's yet to be seen, but yeah, man, like it was, it wasn't really much of a step up. I thought like when they released their icon, they had like a little a thin layer of film in the middle of like two layers of poly, um, of polymer. I thought they might do something similar with this. And so I was excited for it, but we, we didn't get any of that. It was just a pretty basic upgrade. And so, I mean, I haven't played it, but uh, the specs uh, were were a little little disappointing on that one. Um, so that's the edge. What's and doing? Then, what's what's making it look so cool? Like, do you know what what they've done to make those squares kind of pop out at you? Yeah, I guess I, that's I, that's what I saw. I was like, that's. I'm neat. not sure. Like, it's really it's really good looking. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that's a product of of the the peel ply or the 18k. Like, I I there's a there's other paddles on the market that use 18k. They're not the first ones. Right, I've, and, I swear I've seen someone using. They 20. all have they all have big blocks like that too, but it's not like three D. But I don't okay, know, I, something about the eighteen K, I think, gives you that look a little bit. Uh, so that's that one. Um, I I don't want to knock it down too much before playing with it, but uh, a little little disappointed there. Uh, and then I got another paddle this week. So this is the Rhombus Nova. So they have an R one and an R three coming out. The, the reason I bring this up is because it's uh, it's actually doing something different than anything else that's out there. Um, so it's it going to be released, I think, like August 16th or 19th. So in a few weeks, uh, when that comes, I'm going to try to have a review ready by then. But it's uh, they're using some some new technology that uh, is yet kind of yet to be seen for thermoform paddles. And I didn't think we were going to see anything new before the year was over. So I was okay. excited to see that we're already seeing some 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 advancements potentially uh, for for thermoform paddles. So uh, excited about that one. Um, and then some. I, I also spent some time with the Scorpius paddles this week. Finally, so the the Anabrite fourteen millimeter and the Colin John sixteen. Yep. The uh, a lot of people have been raving about the fourteen, and uh, I, like the rumors are true. I was actually pretty impressed with it. So like it hits pretty hard, but it still doesn't have that like crazy stiff feeling that you get from other thermoform paddles that are 14 millimeters. So it's a little softer, it hits hard. And then just the natural like wide body shape of it makes it more forgiving. So like the elongated Perseus 14 was, it was actually pretty tough to play with. It was a little, uh, very, very demanding. It just, it just right. had a small sweet spot. It was tough to play, although you could crank it with it. Uh, but this one is, is much more player friendly. Like it feels much more stable when you're dinking, there's a lot less airs. You can definitely feel it turning your hands a little bit when you're blocking like a hard drive or something. Right. And you, you, you miss it, uh, you know, off there. But other than that, like it felt pretty forgiving and uh, it was nice. Like I could see why a lot of people like it. The, the 16 millimeter, it was good, but I wasn't like really, you know, crazy about it. I, I don't know if I'd pick that one over other control paddles that are out there, but the, uh, but the Scorpius 14, I think is unique. And I can see why a lot of people are are talking good about that one. Is there and another then, uh, 14 that you can think of in that same um, wide width that you've played with? Because I've played with the 14 carbon, but yeah, it was there, a there's not too many. You know, it's kind of we you don't see as many square paddles as you do elongated for yeah. some reason. 
but uh, yeah, carbon has a thinner one. Uh, like the Electron Pro Two is a, mm. a thinner one that has that standard shape. Um, I'm sure there's a few others. Those are the ones that come to mind. But yeah, those ones. There's a lot of like 60 millimeter squares. There's not a ton of kind of power oriented paddles with that square shape. And so, but I kind of like that combo combo because that standard shape makes up for the lack of forgiveness that you normally get from like a power paddle that's elongated. I guess yep. Selkirk has like the power uh, air and the Epic and S2 shapes. And I did like those over the Invicta because they were just uh, more player friendly. And I think it was because of the shape, but anyways, really, really impressed with that paddle. I think it's a good one. That one's here to stay. Uh, the 16, I don't know if I'll recommend that one very often, but I, I could definitely see myself recommending the, uh, the 14 more often. Uh, some other things for paddles, the, uh, so Thomas Wilson was playing with a new carbon. Yeah. The, uh, well, I didn't he, even notice it until pickleball will on his story this weekend. He, he had posted a story of the paddle and it's got Thomas Wilson's signature on it. And I was like, Whoa. And then like, I looked at, you know, I literally had the TV on too. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> So that's the 12 millimeter version of the, their one X. So the one X is the shape. And then the 12 millimeter is, so they have a 14 and a 16. They're coming out with the 12, which is crazy thin. Um, I don't have one yet. I don't know how it's going to play. I imagine it's going to be a little more of a niche paddle where not, it's not going to be for the masses, but there probably will be some people that like it. You'd probably have to let it up like crazy to get some stability. Uh, but I imagine it's really quick in your hands, probably cuts to the air really good. Probably can crank it with it. And I think Thomas has always used a thinner paddle. So it that seems like it. And I mean, for context, I was hoping one thing you could, you could give us all, I guess, context on is the thin paddles in the market right now, because Matt Wright uses a pretty thin Onyx. Then you have like the icon, which is pretty thin. I don't know if that's eight or 10, but it feels thin. And yeah. then, um, I'm missing another one. Oh, the gearboxes are really thin. So are you thinking that it's going to play like any of those or totally different? Uh, I would imagine it's probably similar to the Onyx um, in that realm. The, the gearboxes, they're, they're not super powerful. I imagine that the carbon will be a little juicier. Hmm. Um, yeah, you don't see 12, 12 millimeters very often. But, so that's pretty, uh, that one's unique. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what we got for the, the paddle babble. Paddle, Completed yeah. segment. Sweet. We'll get like one of those cheers, like hurrah. Hurrah. Yeah, we, we, we need some, some animations here. All right. So this is going to be a – we're going to finish this segment with a segue into the next segment. Out of all the paddles you just mentioned, which one are you most in on? Which one are you most out on? The uh, I think I'm going to be in on the, the Nova. I don't know, but I'm excited about that one. And then yeah, I, have to, I have to go hit them, but – my my gut says the the edge is isn't going to be too much different than what it already offered the previous version, and so have to hit them to be for sure. But in in on the Nova, out on the the uh, the edge, but to be determined. You heard it here first, folks. So that takes us into our next segment: in or out. Sorry, I think that was just out. Did you see that out? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Jesse Irvin, last weekend, we're going to go back a week. Beer City Open. Dink, dink. Takes a drive from Dylan Frazier. She puts it back, but she leaves it high. Dylan Frazier rips an overhead and takes a ball straight to the dome. And this went so, viral. This was all over the place. 
yeah, so hopefully you've seen this. If you haven't, go on YouTube, the tubes, which you're already on, and watch it. So anyway, that match, she's you can see she's a little off, but post-match interviews have said that she was ready to play, wanted to get back on the court. Unfortunately, the medics stopped her from going forward, and then she went through concussion protocol the next day and was then um, kind of told that she had failed concussion protocol, was not able to play uh, women's doubles. So what I want to know is if this had hit her eye, it hit like right above her eyebrow, so the, leaving the concussion out of it, it still hit her hard. If it hit her eye and she had gone temporarily blind or, you know, uh, hopefully not, but if she had gone blind, would we all be wearing safety glasses moving forward? Are you in or out on the safety glass idea? I, I'm out. I think it's a the personal decision. I don't think that should be required. Yeah, I'm sure it happens, but I, it's probably rare. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think that should be a personal decision. I just, this conversation in general, I think is funny. Cause like this thing, it, it's all, this concussion happens and then people are start talking about it on the pickleball forum and it turns into this, this eye protection thing, even though it had nothing to do with that. I don't know. I, I just thought that this whole conversation was kind of comical a little bit. We should all wear helmets, football. Yeah. helmets. <laughs> I mean, concussions are serious. Like those are, those aren't good. Uh, but I just, I just thought it was funny that it just turned into this, this eyewear topic that I don't know the, this whole conversation just seems unwarranted to me, but I, okay. uh, I'm, I'm out on it. What, what are you? Out. Uh, all right. This is subjective opinion, but objectively I would feel pretty confident right now to put my money on the fact that if she had gone temporarily blind or took a massive black eye, the PPA might have to put some sort of some sort of protective equipment clause or something into there. Now I'm sure they don't have to, but I'm just saying like the NFL is requiring these helmets, even in NHL hockey, you still have to wear a helmet you don't have to wear a full face mask. You can get your teeth as busted up as you want. But, um, I would just be, I'd be, I'd be curious if it was more serious, if something would be put in place. So I'm, I'm out on the idea of, of enforcing it. But I'm in on the idea that if it gets worse in the future and something bad happens like that, um, I said it first. I think they're going to implement it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think racquetball, like at the pro, I think they have to wear eye protection. But that's a di- like that's just so it's just so different. Like that that ball moves 150 miles an hour. I mean, how fast does pickleball go? Could it even make that's someone blind? Could it make someone like? Is it even possible? Even if it did hit her in the eye. I don't know. I've heard that Dylan and J Dub hit some serious, seriously fast overheads. We need, to do, I, some fact, yeah. we need to do some fact checking. I, I, I wonder if that's even possible. Let's check it out. Some doctor yeah. will listen to this and tell us in the comments anyway. Yeah, Let us know. All right, let's move on. All right, so this one is something I'm personally interested in, so I'm bringing it up to you. Okay. Uh, I, I've noticed over the last few streams, I never really understood where the announcers were. Turns out the announcers at most of these events are in like a, a bus or a trailer and they've got like a bunch of screens in front of them so they can actually see the review, the uh, replays and, and watch different matches. So they can kind oh, of tell they're us not on site. They used to be on site. I think they're on site. Well, but I mean, I mean like, 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 like courtside. No, 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 not courtside. So, uh, at least to my knowledge, not courtside. Okay. This is what I'm, what, what I'm asking what I'm curious of is should, are you in on the idea to bring announcers back courtside 
and then do like a picture and picture with them, similar to like the uh, Tennis Sucks podcast. Have you seen that where Travis Redmire is like sitting on the side of the court and he's just talking about the podcast, but there's there's people playing right next, you know, in the big screen. Logan, we've talked about this. I don't I don't do podcasts. I have not oh, seen it. Right. You haven't seen it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know this about me. Come on. Yes, I do know now. But, but I know it, I know what you're saying. So you want me to answer first? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Uh I think I'm out. I I don't feel like that's necessary. M- maybe as like a like in between games, how they like go to the announcers and they they have discussions, and and then they go back to the court when when they start again. Yeah. But during the match, I, I think I'd rather be watching the match. Is, are you saying like like you'd have like the picture in picture so that like they would be talking while they're playing? Like you could see both. Yeah, but not a hundred percent of the time. So I think. Let me like give they, some examples. Like, like, like they would be in the corner of the video or like you'd see all of them? For, yeah, for a portion of the time, like the announcers, you could see video and video. So the, we're getting the full match, but here in the corner, there's like their their video. And the reason I also thought of it is because one, like I used to watch the X Games a lot and the X Games was on YouTube the other day. So like one of my favorite announcers ever is Salima Masakela. And I feel like he brings a cool energy. So like having him... They'll like pan to him right every now and then, and he'll be like talking about something. I just kind of like that differentiation from going from court to the to the experience of the announcer. But also at the Beer City Open, uh, who was it was Rob Stone, uh, Adam Stone, and Rob Nunnery were doing the announcing, and Dom mm-hmm. as well, and they were bringing pros on as guests. So like Jay Devillier was on there doing the announcing for a little bit of time. I was like, this would be really cool if we did a picture in picture so you could actually see who's speaking. Because if you join the stream at an odd time, you would have no idea that Jay is oh, talking no, no. to you. You know if Jay's talking. But the well, other one, yeah, yeah. The, Bad the example. other ones, baby. The other <laughs> ones, baby. <laughs> Bad example, but yes. So anyway, that was my pitch on on why I think they should bring them courtside, give them more airtime for their faces, and then bring guests in. So bring other pros in to discuss the match and make it not so right now. I feel like the PPA is a little too um, stiff. Yeah. My, I, I just, I want it to be a little looser, a little more fun. Yeah, I could see that. That could be fun. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm totally sold on the picture in picture, but I do like the idea of bringing on more guests doing like switching to them in between maybe timeouts or in between games to add a little variety there. All right, fair it'd, enough. It'd, probably, it'd probably be good for the, the announcers, like, you know, give them some, you know, face recognitions. So you don't just hear their voices. Like they can build their brands a little bit better that way. Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't know. In general, I just think it'd be, it'd be a little fun just to have that differentiation in the stream. Um, but yeah, of, of course, hopefully yeah. it would help build their brand too. Okay. I, yeah. I, I can, I can see that. I can see that. All right. We got a, we got a one and a half. Yeah. I'm part in part out and you're, you're all in on that one. I'm all in on it. I think they should hire me and we'll get this going. I got right. you covered guys. Okay. I got, I got one for you here. Yeah. This is the, uh, the Sam query podcast. So Sam mm. query doesn't make challenger. He's doesn't, he never makes, he hardly ever plays tournaments, but he's still trying to be involved with pickleball. So he announces a podcast. It's a pickleball podcast, right? Yeah. With Randall Emmett, who is, 
another kind of controversial character, human person. And they're <laughs> they're doing this this podcast together. Are you going to listen to it? Well, I'll give you even one better. On top of that, I hear okay. it, I, on the Dink podcast they were questioning whether this is even a real thing. Oh, so really? let's just is live. That, oh, did we just get duped? I don't know. We I, fell, I, did we fall for it? We could have. It sounds like something <laughs> query would do. I know, but I feel like he ridiculous. would have chosen a different person. He would have chosen like like Annalie Waters, you know, know. if it was going to be a I, joke. I question Sam Curry's decision-making. Like he posts <laughs> these videos that are like, I'm like, this doesn't make you look good, Sam, in like any way, but it is funny. <laughs> you want to hear even funnier? It's supposed to be launching the same day this podcast is on. So we're going to really we're, find out. People are watching us. Then they can go and find out on Sam Query's channel, whatever that is. Okay. And, uh, and, and check this out. Um, but yeah, so that, yeah, I, I'm totally, I'm going to listen for sure to see, but I'm kind of out on this. I don't know this Randall Emmett guy. I did some research on him, but like, I, why should I be listening to this guy talk about pickleball? I, he just likes pickleball. I know he had like a, like a little love affair with the dink a year or so ago. And they, okay. like, they went over to his house and they played pickleball over there. And uh, it, I, actually, I went to TOC, so Tournament of Champions at Brigham City. I don't know if it was, I think it was two years ago. And I actually saw him playing. And like, I, <laughs> this, I'm pretty sure this is what was happening. So he was playing like 3-5. And his partner was really good. And I'm pretty sure they just set him up with a good partner to do well in this tournament to win like a like a golden ticket to go to like national or something Got that it. was my, yeah. that was my guess but i don't really know but uh yeah i mean he just likes pickleball i don't really know if it's anything other than that i know he tried or like announced some sort of like uh documentary he was gonna make and i saw like some interviews he did with some people yeah, i mean i guess for those who don't know like we looked him up and he's a movie producer and so like the biggest movies that i knew from him were netflix's the irishman which have like the big three uh, kind of like mob movie guys. You got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. And then he also did the um, Lone Survivor, which is that really cool movie where they're in Iraq or Afghanistan. And and then he was on Vanderpump Rules. So that I think that's where all the controversy came from was when he joined that show. Uh, so here we are today and he's uh, popping up with a new podcast and maybe a documentary. There we go. Randall Emmett. Randall Emmett. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I'm actually in on it. I think it'd be hilarious. Sam, as he just is like, he, I don't know, he just seems quirky, and it could be a very entertaining podcast. I don't know. He he just I'm totally okay with the quirkiness and like I'm. With, I'd also like his, his Instagram opinion. posts are pretty funny. Like he just yeah. doesn't really seem to care about what people think, which is great. And he just he just does his own thing. He's leaning into it, which I like. Yeah. All right. So speaking of reality TV, did you see that a reality TV pickleball show was announced? I did. This actually looks really interesting. Did, how much did you look into it? <laughs> Not that much. Do you know who's putting this together? <laughs> yeah. So there's, it's like, it's called pickleball kingdom. They're like an indoor facility place, but they made like a, some, I don't know what you call them, like a producer Anyway, some some sort of entity that you know that makes shows. Anyways, I guess they've been talking to some pretty uh, you know big wigs could potentially have like this reality TV show on some some decent networks. But uh, yeah, so they own a bunch of indoor facilities. They're expanding, I think, and they're going to do this reality TV show where 
they're, uh, they put out like a casting call. So you can go apply to be on there. It's like a one week thing. I think they're going to have 12 total contestants, um, six males, six females, and then the top male and top female at the end of this thing will get a sponsorship from Pickball Kingdom to go and try and you know compete at the pro level. And so like it's a pretty serious hmm. thing. Like if you win this, uh it could be it could be a game changer for you. So I think to apply you have to like upload a video of some so like a like a like a highlight reel or some 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 footage of you playing in tournaments and just explain why you should uh you know be a contestant or whatever. And uh I don't know, it might be funny. The uh I think I think I think we should both apply. Man, well, let me tell you this. There's actually something really cool about what you win. You you win two pickleball kingdom franchises. So oh, I wonder if they like you, wave you win a franchise? What? Two of them. Two two franchises. So like like you just get the build on wherever you live, they'll just fork out the the ten million dollars for it? Either that or they're waiving the franchise or, fees. Or they like yeah, or you just like earn the rights to it or something and you still have to go find the funding. I don't know. That that seems seems weird. That is a little weird, but I mean, I guess it's cool if somebody wants to if if they're really paying for it, that'd be really cool. If you're like yeah, the owner operator there's, there's, and they've got to be it. a hook there. There's gotta be a yeah. hook. They don't put much information there. It seems like a bad business plan. Like you're just going to hand a franchise to some random player. <laughs> you go, he, may good, he may be good kingdom. at pickleball. <laughs> he may be good at pickleball, but he, he probably can't run a business. Nah, of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you, I think you, you, uh, you forgot to mention that this is, this is going to be hosted by a former bachelor, Clayton Eckerd, season 26, the bachelor. There we go. Don't know him, but I'm sure my wife does. <laughs> She watches that show religiously. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Anyways, that that should be interesting. We'll see. We'll see where that lands. We'll keep you posted. Next, Joe's talking pros. Dude, I loved this name. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was thinking maybe it should be average Joe's talking pros, but we just shortened it up. So we're better than average. We're just just Joe's. But what about above average Joe's talking pros? Above average Joe's talking pros. Psh. Hey man, I could have made that shot. Yeah, above average yeah. Joe's. We need to we need to be confident in who we are. <laughs> we're, we're the above average Joe's. I think I, I played with some four O's this weekend. I, I think I might be able to hack it out there at four O. Yeah, you're above average for sure. Yeah, gotta be. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah. let's let's talk let's talk let's talk PPA Seattle. What was, what was the hottest news coming out of PPA? Yeah, there's Seattle? a there's a couple of good headlines out of it. So the big one was was Annalie. So she. You, Won the triple crown six Again, times like in a six row. Times, yeah. So this is uh, she tied the all-time record for females of most consecutive triple crowns in a row. So she's tied Simone. She uh, she mm -hmm. had it before this. So next tournament, what is the next tournament? I don't even know. Did you look it up? But this will be well, a big you one. Just for got her. me on the spot. I don't know where they're this going. Will, this will be a big one. Whatever it is, if she uh, she could potentially. I think the next one is the Takea, or it's the. Um... Let me look. We'll look up the tour right now. See where these folks are headed. Yeah, but that, the Kayla Showcase. So it's in uh, Fountain Valley, California. Is that uh, next week, week after? Yep, next weekend. Sweet. So that'll be a big one. The uh, And then along with that storyline was uh, her playing Leia Jansen in the finals. So Leia made a big announcement when she made it to the finals that this was going to be her last 
finals event that she competes in or not last, just last singles tournament that she competes in, but she made it to the finals. We know that she really pushed uh, Anna Lee a few weeks ago and that she comes out, she wins game one, 12, 10. Too bad she couldn't retire right there. Right. It would have been a big story for her to, to kind of finish on a, a high note like that. Um, but the last two games just didn't, didn't go so well. Yeah. What was it? Like 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, she gets bageled in, in game two. Yeah. It was, it was uh, rough. That is... I mean, it was like one of those things where I, mean, I think everyone listening can probably attest to this happening to them. But when your opponents get on a roll, it's just like all of a sudden it was like two zero. And then you look up at the scoreboard and it's like eight zero. And you're like, Oh, Whoa, like that's not good. And <laughs> I don't know if maybe she was going to like, I mean, she definitely didn't give up. I, but I wonder if she was trying to conserve some energy thinking like, all right, Possible. I got to come back. Just, let's just third, get this game over game. with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. definitely possible. But, uh, but that was, that was fun. Uh, and then this was also the first tournament where we had Matt and Riley split up. So this, this was, this was interesting. So Matt gets ditched by Riley. Riley makes like a big deal of it. And he goes and says, I'm going to play Julian Arnold, AJ Kohler. So this week he's with Julian Arnold. They make it to the quarters and then lose. It was to Pablo and Fed, who yep. is a fantastic team. But uh, but he loses in the quarterfinals, doesn't even make it through. Wherein Matt plays with uh, De Villiers, who you could argue is, isn't you know as good as, as Julian, like as a pickup. But they uh, they make it Matt and and uh, Davila make it to the semis and then ended up taking fourth and uh, so that Matt ends up doing better than Riley which is ironic and anyways, yep. that was kind of that was kind of funny yeah he I mean Matt played I mean not Matt but uh, Riley played his typical game with uh, with the other partners like right so he's playing with his sister and was just all over the court you know took every ball he could. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he probably overestimated the fact that he could just jump in and go win a championship with someone new. I yeah. mean, him and and like again, we've mentioned this before, but let's just give context. Him and Matt medaled in twenty-seven out of twenty-seven events together. So majority of like, them silver. Yeah, like they made it to a lot of finals. Hey, and our fans are going to be really happy. They were all in the comments section last week. They didn't want to see the Ben John show, and you got your wish. Yep. Him and Colin lose in like the third round, maybe. Of, yeah. Was it right? Round spoke of 32. It, spoke, it into, spoke into existence. They lost. No, they lost in the quarters, which I think is, okay. is that the round of 16. Maybe. Yeah. And so this one's actually interesting because who they lost to, um, Patrick Smith and DJ Young. DJ Young is a challenger level player, uh, an MLP. And Patrick Smith, who you are a big fan of, right? Yeah, I like that. <clears throat> I feel like when you came to my podcast, you said that's the guy you'd want to play with or hang out with. Yeah. Patrick uh, he, he looks fun. Yeah. But he, he, he didn't get drafted. So this is a non-drafted he, player. He went undrafted. I, I saw he wasn't in there, but I didn't know if it was cause he didn't put his name in, but he went undrafted. That's what it was. I saw his name in the mix. He was actually like the number 30. If I'm saying this right, I think he was the number 36 male. And there were a couple of, um, I won't go off on too much of a tangent, but this is actually kind of interesting. So he's number 30. 30, 34. And a couple of folks like Spencer Smith at 37 uh, went. Wes Burroughs at 39 went. Also, oh, um, people below him were Brandon French, over 43 him. went. 
<laughs> John Sicola, 44, went. So yeah, just interesting. But um, yeah, I, I would take Pat over Sincola. That's interesting. Yep. But I mean, this just uh, I, I wonder. I wonder if Colin brings Ben down. Um, like really? if, if if Ben was playing with another. I mean, Colin and mixed is he's kind of rough to watch. Like I just wonder if well, it's the left side. He's he's a he's a right side specialist. Like he's the best right sider in the world. You don't think so? The best right sider in the world, really? Yeah, you don't think so? I don't know, man. I mean, I guess because he's won so much, but insert whoever, right? I mean, him and Ben Johns and Tyler Loon had a pretty good run in MLP together. Yeah, but you put them against an elite team that has played together, like a Matt and Riley or something. Or like a Pat Smith and BJ Young. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but the uh, Julian beat Tyler Loon and and Ben in the super final. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously Ben's going to do good with whoever and, but no, dude, I, I don't think, I don't think he could find a better partner than Colin. Like their games are just, I mean, he literally built Colin's game to complement his own. And it's a, I think that's part of their success is the way they play together. All right. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he, I mean, he played with Matt for a lot before Colin, he kind of brought Colin on full time and they did really well together. And you know, I'm sure he could make it work with anybody. Well, I'm not calling at the end of days yet. I'm just saying, I wonder if you insert somebody else there. Cause when he plays with Annalie waters, there is no losing. No. Okay. Yeah. When they lose, it's usually earlier in the rounds, which is interesting. Like you could tell they weren't as sharp as usual, but DJ young was lights out and he beat him. Like Pat, I mean, Pat played, played good, but DJ was lights out. And he, I, I think it was like, the tank top. I think that did it. He, he's, no shoulder he, restrictions, you know? He, it could be. Take, it could be something to the tank. Although he's worn that tank in a lot of tournaments. I'm pretty sure it's the same one. <laughs> so maybe more it's tank top, though. This is more tank top. Give us more, give us more tank top, DJ. More tank top. But yeah, right, that, was, that was fun. Yeah, that, that was good. So at the end of the day, um, Pablo and Fed took on Dylan and uh, JW. Of course, Dylan and JW... Hey, not crushed, but one, one, uh, three out of three out of four there. And, um, so anyway, they just, those two are a pretty good duo and that might be their second gold medal. Uh, fed and Tez? No, for, for Dylan and J dub, I think it's their second gold medal. If I'm oh, not gold, mistaken. Gold. Yeah. I, uh, probably. I'm not sure. It seems like they won the indoor one or something. Yeah. Quite possible. Um, all right. So. Before you move on from that, though, oh, yeah, like, yeah, you have to talk about Pablo throwing his paddle mm. against the screen. What did you think about that? That's that's the hottest news of the day, I think. Now it was just funny. I, the the ref like walks over and the camera zoom. You can't really tell from the wide angle. He throws his paddle, and then it hits the big screen where they do you know all the all the graphics and. And then all of a sudden the refs walk, you know, walking over and points to it. And they, they, had, they said like there might be damage, but the camera zooms in. It's like this big chunk of the screen was, was taken out by his paddle. And I'm, I'm just thinking like, Oh boy, there any winnings he had today. It just, it's going into the PPA coffers to uh, fix yep. the screen. <laughs> oh man. That's uh this, this isn't his first offense. He did like where he flipped off the crowd a few weeks ago. He got fined for that. There's a, you know, you, you can, you can forgive someone for once, but 
when they do it a second time, like that's a problem. Like he's, he's hey, every got sport some, needs a bad boy. He's got some anger management issues or something. <clears throat> but well, yeah, that was a, uh, I mean, I don't know. F- from my perspective, that felt just uncalled for. Like you're a grown man, you're in front of a huge crowd, you're on, you're on TV, thousands, like keep it together, man. Like, okay. Sure. So I suppose you're against Tyson breaking his paddle on his knee too. Yeah, I, these 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 outbursts, I'm not I'm not a fan of. But uh, I don't know. Everyone's got different personalities, but there, there's got to be a way to to manage that better than than hucking your paddle at the screen. Like he didn't like huck it. He kind of just like tossed it. But it was yeah. enough. It was enough to to do what it did, right? And I think I'm we sure, know I, now. I'm, if you I'm really sure he regrets it. it. It would probably get stuck in the screen. So this was a nice, it's just a nice toss, like a yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe like drop your paddle and call it timeout or something. I don't know, but it, it seemed a little uncalled for. Still have yet to see a pro smash it on the ground like like a tennis player would. That'd be that'd be fun to see. <laughs> What's that? Uh, that dude that always wears like the basketball. Yeah, Nick Curious, man. Yeah, he's he's done a few of those, hasn't he? <laughs> A few, yeah. I think I think he might have broken more more rackets than some people have bought in their lives for sure. Maybe maybe that's what pickleball needs. Then maybe I'm wrong. Carbon maybe fiber, wrong. just little pieces of carbon fiber <laughs> shattering everywhere. Can't be good, but that yeah, probably hurt. Like if you kept your hand on it and didn't let go, because DJ Young did that once. He like threw his paddle and it like bounced into the crowd. Into the crowd. Yeah, yeah. that was funny. No good. No good. Uh, and Riley did too. He didn't, not on purpose, but he went for like a big forehand. And I mean, the, his would have really hurt somebody. And luckily it went right between two people and like hit the chair. Uh, like, did, you know, he, did he throw it against the ground or did it like slip? No, no. He was going for like this forehand. You know, how he kind of jumps. He was kind of either doing a, like a Bert or an Ernie. And he like kind of came across and the paddle just slipped out of his hands and it went up into the crowd. Oh, and, well, and then there's just like a, like a flying saucer. And like, I thought I saw it in slow motion. I was like, that could have like hit somebody in the face and would have been, yeah, that could do bad. some damage. Yeah. That was in Atlanta. I'm fairly certain. Sheesh, but yeah. Everyone was okay. All good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the last thing on this weekend, I, I noticed that I started getting texts like to go wash. Did you get those? Yeah, but I've, I've been getting them and oh, I don't really? know when I signed up, but like, yeah, I get them like, I don't know when it started, but I get them for every tournament. Uh, this is the first week I had gotten them. So I wonder if they're slowly breaking in more people like, uh, yeah, I mean, and it, that stuff's not, uh, to be honest, I was like, as a, for, as a marketer, it's not super cheap to do it, but I, I think they had to do it a lot this weekend because we were switching channels so much. Yeah. I got a little confusing. I, I bet they were losing viewers because they were like, I don't even know where the next match is. So I was getting a lot of texts like now we're on CBS Follow us on ESPN for championship court. You yeah, know, what do you think of that? Like, is that, is that healthy? Or do you think that brings down like the, the audience of the people who are really trying to, to get in and watch the games? I don't think it's healthy for the, the big fans, but I think that pickleball and the PPA has to do it, even though it's not a great experience for their current fan base. So they can get the exposure. It's just like one of those things where they need to get it out in front of more people. And so if you're already on ESPN, like this morning was a really great uh, deal because I think it went F1 right into pickleball. Oh, wow. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah. and then I don't know what was on CBS before yesterday, but 
I just think it's, it's a good way to get in front of people who already have the channel on. Mm -hmm. And, and then I think, unfortunately for us that really want to watch the whole thing, we're like scrambling to bebop around the cable. I I don't even, I don't even have cable. Do you have cable or YouTube TV or something? I have YouTube TV. So luckily I was able to get them all, but my dad says that CBS is, do do you get it through work or are you just forking out the 80 bucks a month for that? Well, I'm just working out the 80 bucks a month. Oh, I, mean, I think, I mean, most people in America, I think have cable and like, it's, uh, I think so. Let us know in the comments if you don't have cable, but I, I think so. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have cable. I thought it was, uh, I, you're like a true I, cord cutter. I'm, I'm paying, I'm paying enough for for the other platforms. So I, I don't do that. Although I do miss, I mean, the live sports sucks not having that. Yeah. But, mainly uh, for me, it's live sports. Yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're, uh, if that's your thing, I know you do the F1 driver. You watch, uh, what's, what's the, F, is it just called F1? I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Formula one. Yeah. yeah. Just, I know you watch that. So I watch that and you get, NFL, you gotta, like you playing fantasy, love college football. I mean, it's do it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The 80 bucks is nothing to you. Yeah. I mean, it's not nothing, but it's worth it. It's worth, it's worth it. it. Yeah. It's, it's, on, it's, it's, high on the, it's on the priority list. <laughs> Speaking no, of priority cool. lists, did you see the MLPs announcement this week? Oh yeah, I almost forgot that the uh, the paddle one you're talking about with the colors and stuff. Yeah, so they yeah. What, um, yeah, what was that announcement? So they sent out an email and put a post up on Instagram, of course, announcing they were going to ban is not the right word, but I suppose they were going to not allow paddles that restrict contrast with the pickleball. And it, I think specifically right now it's the Dura, so it's the yellow Dura. Mm-hmm. And any paddle that they basically on their article, they had like four different color combos, but essentially just to keep uh, it of easy, colors. The paddle can't be, can't be yeah, primary colors. And so of course the primary colors are white, gold, and like this yellow color. And then some and, green, I think. Yeah. But that's literally because it's the Viking that Andre Deskew uses and it's the Tyson McGuffin signature Invicta or whatever. Like those are the only two paddles that I can think of that that use the pros that color are scheme. using. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of white paddles out there. That's not totally uncommon, but I think those are the two that are currently being used on tour that that will be banned or not allowed in the in the MLP. And this is only for MLP. This is not PPA yet, though. I imagine it'll trickle over to the PPA eventually, and that'll be a rule there. And, uh, but yeah, this will, this will be into effect in the next MLP event. Yep. Yes. I mean, I reached out to the the commissioner and he, (laughs) uh, you you kill me. You just reached out. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Whoever. Um, but anyway, I, well, I mean, I've messaged him before again, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. We need to, we need to get him on here. Okay. But yeah, he just said, well, my response to him and I probably sounded like an asshole, but I was like, why not just call out the paddles that you know are problems? And he just responded. I mean, he had like the cookie cutter response. It was just like, we think this is the best way to go about it. But then he like followed up and was just like, listen, we just told the pros like on the side, just reach out to us if you think you're in question and we'll work it out with you. Um, so I think they just didn't want to like call brands out and, and make that like an issue and just let the pros handle it with their sponsors and with them. So that makes sense, I guess. And this, when they made this announcement, they, you know, they said they got together with their player committee and it was sounded like it was the player mm-hmm. committee that really drove this decision. And uh, no, I, I totally get it though. I, 
I'm uh, I'm behind this one. Like if you've ever played someone that uses a white paddle, it is hard to pick up the ball a little bit when they hit it. And there is a, a, a little advantage there for that person because of the delayed reaction uh, from your opponents when, especially in those like fast hand exchanges and when you're speeding it up. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it makes sense and that'll trickle over, trickle over to the PPA eventually. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like it was a player driven thing. They also called out like safety as one of the reasons, although I'm pretty sure it was primarily just because of the, it's hard to track the ball with Poke those, an eye those out, colors. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The safety, safety first. That's right. But yeah. 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 That was, uh, that was, that was really interesting, but that shouldn't affect any amateur play. I wouldn't think, I don't know, maybe the ML, like the amateur MLP stuff, that could be a thing, but if it does trickle over the PPA, like it probably be enforced at the amateur level too. So it could be like, if you just bought the signature Tyson McGuffin, I imagine Selkirk will do like, if this gets bigger, they'll be like, they'll offer exchanges or something. Yeah. They'll figure something out. I mean, but it sucks. They'd be out a bunch of money if they had to do that. They would. I just, I mean, luckily they're the biggest paddle company in the game right now. So if it's going to happen to anybody, I'm sure they can bounce back from it. But being the biggest, they probably sold, you know, thousands of, of yep. those paddles. So it's uh, no, not a light expense, but that, yeah, I don't know. that, uh, Oh, did you have something else to say for that one? No, just that it reminds me of like the, <clears throat> excuse me, the rule change with the green shirts, like not wearing neon green and yeah, you know, it's like it is enforced at the amateur level, but then I think they kind of were like, have you heard this too? Where it was kind of at the discretion of the tournament and people can still wear green if they want. Oh, really? No, I've heard that. I, I've never encountered it, so I've never had yeah. to deal with it, but I, I guess it's probably worth mentioning too, that this is just the face of the paddle. Like the edge guard mm. can be a crazy color. Like I know there's lots of different colors out there now. So if you have like a bright green or bright yellow edge guard or edge guard tape or something, uh, that's fine. It's just if the face of the paddle has graphics that are those colors. Yep. Good call out. But that leads us to the kitchen leftovers. Mm, I love a good leftover meal. Kitchen leftovers. Oh, so you're hungry for more, eh? I do love Pop leftovers, in the microwave. <laughs> That's the best thing about cooking is the leftovers. Like you're, you're, right. you're, you're set for lunch for the next few days. I like one of those leftover meals where everything kind of settles in and the flavors get a, get, get a chance gets, to gets really better second day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like a, like a, like a stew, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're at the stew section now. Here you so, go. Uh, yeah. What, tell us what we got here. Yeah. We'll breeze through them and then you can tell me where, or which ones you think are the, are the, are your favorites. So, okay. um, last week, beer city open former, four times Stanley cup winner uh, played at the five Oh level. His name's Chris Draper. He's currently the Detroit Red Wings uh, oh. assistant GM. Um, I don't know how deep he went, but it looks like he lost in the five Oh um, bracket at some point, but I thought that was kind of interesting. That's really cool. Um, the world's largest amateur tournament. This is kind of like self-proclaimed by them. Um, world, world team pickleball or world world pickleball tour. Excuse me. Uh, they've been popping up around the country, but I, I didn't really know anything about them until I saw a post that they're going to be in Columbus, Ohio this coming week. But on top of that, you had oh, mentioned that, to me, this, this is like coming up super soon. This is next week. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally. Yeah. It's like supposed to be just, I, I just, I wonder where it's going to be. I need to do some more research on it, but check it out. Um, but th it probably does not come anywhere close 
to the numbers that you had mentioned to me. P if you're watching PPA this weekend, they've been really, really promoting their national, the nationals, PPA nationals tournament, which was out in California and then has, has moved to Dallas, which is where the PPA is located. And you threw out a number of 4,000, right? They have room for 4,000 competitors. Yeah, they have a capacity for 4,000 people to sign up, which is just crazy. I've seen stuff like in the 1500s before. I, I don't know what the US Open is. I think it attracts thousands, but I don't That's think a big it's party too, yeah. quite as big as, as this one is. And it actually looks like it could, looks like it could be really fun. So huge capacity. I don't remember the number of courts, but it was huge. It might've been three digits of courts that they'll be doing this tournament on, uh, tons of vendors, just tons of events, lots of, I don't know, it looks it actually looks pretty cool. Oh yeah. We're now that we're like famous in podcasting, they'll probably just fly us out there. So we can, I was going to say, we should put this into stuff while we're there. Exactly. I think whoever's listening right now, um, <laughs> the Braden and Logan show can come on the road. And by November, I think you should have us out there. I think we yeah. could. Oh, I've got an idea. What if the kitchen sponsored us and we created a studio booth courtside that looked like a kitchen and we did our podcast and live streamed from the kitchen talking about the kitchen. Boom. Boom. We're Bring us on. Yeah. All right. And speaking of the kitchen, um, did you see this couple in British Columbia that are on hunger strike over the noise of pickleball? No, I didn't see this one. Tell me about it. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's pretty funny. You need a visual for it, I think. So we'll put the link in the bio or it's in my recent newsletter that's available online. So this couple in British Columbia, they have gone kind of like the, the headline was inspired by Gandhi. So they have decided to put up signage on the pickleball court in big red, like big red signage. And they are, they're on hunger strike and they're, they're protesting the noise the pickleball is bringing to their local community. And I know we have talked about the noise at nauseum, but I just thought this was too funny because I've not seen level. anybody go this. So, this so what happens? Like if no one responds to their hunger strike, do they just not eat and, and hear the noise? Uh, all these hunger strikes come to an end at some point, Braden. <laughs> maybe they got a leftover stew in the fridge. It's yeah, waiting on them. Maybe they, they have some, they, they got some leftovers that they, <laughs> I bet they're not cooking. <laughs> they better have some leftovers. Maybe oh, yeah. somebody well, will bring them some food and like make peace on court. Yeah. They, uh, they're, they're, they're committed. Like, sounds like, like what if, what if they just moved, you know? They move because the pickleball courts are too loud. Yeah. You, you could probably sell it. Your house is, it's like a premium. I, like I'm sure if pickleball courts coming nearby, your house goes up $20,000. Uh, actually, it's probably, back check that it's one. Probably either, it's probably the other way around. <laughs> it, it goes up in value if you're a pickleballer. Otherwise it's significantly reduced. But odds are you're a pickleballer these days. A lot of folks out there. There's lots of them. All right. So last one on the list. New pickleball video game. So this is not the live video game. This is like a Wii style, right? Is this what you heard? Oh yeah, yeah. I did see this one. Assuming it's real, we. No, we I saw it too. I think it's real. Is it real? I think it's for yeah. Nintendo Switch. I think no. It's uh, it's all of them. Like Nintendo, PS Five, Xbox One. I don't even know what they okay. all are. I don't. I don't game. You game? No. But do any of them do Wii anymore? Is Wii a thing? I think no, Wii's no. gone. No, I just. I just saw the the cover art and it it just looked like the Wii you know characters like yeah it's you know, like Wii, Wii, Wii tennis you, they'll never beat Wii tennis 
Yeah, and we golf is fun, all that. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that was cool. Am I gonna play it? No. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun to see it go mainstream. Yeah, agreed. And and the real the real video game is apparently in production or being worked on. Oh, uh, the one that memes the pickleball made fun of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that I, I, that one is legit, legit too. I I think it's legit because I've seen videos of the pros through Instagram stories where they have the get up on, you know, that does the tracking. Oh, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're out there hitting balls with that entire garb on. So I think they could take it from the physical world into the digital and recreate them. So I oh, think that's real. Cool. Yeah. I wonder how long it takes that. Cause like pickleball is moving so fast. I wonder if the pros they selected like aren't going to be relevant anymore or something by the time it's like ready. I don't know. I'd imagine you can move pretty fast. Like, like think back to when we were kids and maybe you didn't play video games then, but I did what they were able to do with Tony Hawk's pro skater back then. And that, that has to be 20 years, 20 years ago, if not more is pretty wild. And you know, technology has moved so fast that I imagine it's somewhat plug and play and they don't really have to create a bunch of like, like in Tony Hawk's pro skater, you had to create all these different parks and scenes and cityscapes. This is just a court, right? Yeah. Like throwing some different backdrops for them and, yeah, should be all right. Yeah, you're right. Well, cool. Yeah, those uh, those are just gonna help further further pickleball. More people coming to the website. More people using the affiliate links. It's all gonna be good. More people watching the podcast. More people watching the podcast. Well, I think I think that wraps it up. Wraps it up for us, Logan. Uh, appreciate you, man. Uh, I like what we're doing here. I hope people are enjoying it. Let us know. And we'll, uh, we're, we're just going to keep making this better and better. Yeah. We need people to hit the comments. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Should pro stuff be higher or lower in the prioritization list? Yeah. What um, do you guys care about? If you made it this far, we care about you. Nah, no one makes it this far, do they? We're going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Logan sucks in the comments. If you made it this far, that's if how there's we're going to know. Logan sucks. I'm going to be so excited. <laughs> All right, that's that'll be the test for the week. All right, I dig it. All right, thanks, Logan. Thanks, everybody.